This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. like to join in the conversation, 603-283-6160 is the telephone number you need to tattoo on your child's forehead or grab a crayon right on the fridge, um, burn it in your driveway or your lawn, yeah. you know, I'm trying to think of what else you could do. Like, you could do all sorts of stuff. You, know. you can engrave it everywhere if you want it. Oh, I wonder if we could get the guy doing the, the poo flag. So write the number on the poo <laughs> yeah. flag. There you go. Yeah, that'd be cool. A bunch That's of people, good publicity. A bunch of people yeah. would call in, not necessarily to join the show, but yeah. you know, they would call because they see So this. you're the guy leaving the poop all over the street. <laughs> no, the flags. <laughs> the flags, right. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who missed it, we talked about a story uh, in the previous hour where there's a there's a guy in LA putting a little I don't know these little white flags on on like toothpick looking things into uh piles of dog poo when people don't pick it up so uh, that's what we're talking about uh, but in the studio tonight it's myself Captain Kickass joining me Riley and Nikki uh we're going to move on from the number 2 story to something else we uh kind of brushed upon this or at least teased it in the previous hour, uh, we we did mention cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. Yep. Okay. And I do have a story. It's actually uh, somebody that we know. One of our producers uh, brought this story in. Our team of crack producers. Uh, not our crack team of producers. <laughs> not our team of crack producers. Oh. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> uh, this is actually from Forbes or Forbes, if you Forbes. you know, yeah, Forbes. <laughs> Bitcoin versus the dollar. Uh, we talk about Bitcoin cryptocurrency relatively often. Mm-hmm. You like how I got the T in there often? Mm-hmm. Yes, here on Free Talk Live. Uh, and it is my hope that people will begin to adopt cryptocurrency as their everyday currency, uh, as a grassroots movement to separate money and state. It's a great way to transmit value across borders, for sure. It, well, that and it solves the Byzantine general's problem, which is why digital currency hasn't existed before. So Byzantine general's problem is just the ability or the inability to double spend, right? Prior to the uh, Satoshi Nakamoto dropping Bitcoin on the world, uh, other digital currencies were being worked on, but they could never get over this problem where somebody could hack in and like double spend. So if, you know, you know, a hundred bucks worth of whatever this currency was, was spent, somebody else could hack in and spend that same hundred dollars again. And so that's bad, obviously. But Satoshi Nakamoto, whoever he or they are, uh, they solved this problem with math. And people often say, Bitcoin isn't backed by anything. That's not true. No, it's, you just don't understand it. It's backed by math. Yeah. Literally. Like, 
it, and if you don't believe me, go look it up. But also, you have to ask yourself, what is the U.S. dollar backed by? Actually, nothing. It's not backed by like math. Your it's, hopes and dreams and tears and the blood of foreign children. That's yeah, what it's backed much. by. That's, or, or oil. I mean, some people back their dollars with oil, but not very often. The dollar is just worthless. Once upon a time, the U.S. dollar used to be backed by gold, but that hasn't been the case for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Uh, as we move into you know the digital age, uh, my hope is that folks uh, abandoned government currency. You've heard of the separation of church and state? Well, if that's a good idea, then so is the idea of the separation of money and state, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So that being said, Bitcoin has apparently uh, stoked some fear into, well, governments, statists, presidents, governors, all the terms Riley mentioned. In Tyrants, despots, thieves. All those kinds of guys. Uh, So the headline here reads, Biden administration suddenly declares U.S. crypto emergency. Oh, my God. It's an emergency. After huge price surge. Now, I've been following Bitcoin for quite some time. Uh, I have not seen this huge price surge (laughs) recently. Um, like people are predicting it, right? Yeah. You know, I've, I've actually had some people reach out to me like, oh, I hear it's going to spike. Like, you got to tell me about this crypto thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now, this was published uh, February 3rd. So yesterday. All right. So this is a fresh. Was there a spike? Let me, let me check. I, Wait, right. am I rich? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, yeah. Go, let's, let's consult the magic rectangle. <laughs> yeah. Nikki's going to tell us if, if we're all wealthy or not. <laughs> if Probably it's still not. around like 42 or something, then we're not. <laughs> While you're checking, uh, Bitcoin and crypto have surged back after a devastating price crash, according to Forbes, which, you know. You Wait, so back. what is it? I'm getting, they're giving me mixed signals. Am I, am I rich or am I poor? Uh, you look it up. Uh, the Bitcoin price has topped $43,000 per Bitcoin, up around 200% from its recent lows of $15,000. I can't remember. Yeah, 42 when it was. and some change. I mean, yeah. I remember in maybe 2019 when it was like, around 15 maybe around you know between 10 and 15 but that's over the course of what five years yeah right mm-hmm. anyway so it's doing better than the usd oh for sure it's still <laughs> valuable yeah i mean it's still up it's so like yeah. you know if if you invested early you know you're probably up but uh this says it's up around 200% from its recent lows of 15,000 as a wall street legend declares the us dollar is finished Yay! 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 Good riddance to the dollar. Good riddance, I say. Now, as the Bitcoin mining industry hurdles toward a $3.3 trillion earthquake. I don't know what they mean by that. I don't either. Uh, maybe that's the market cap. I don't know. U.S. President Joe Biden's administration has issued an emergency collection of data request. Oh, give me a break. And this is the thing. It's like... They use the emergency word so well, you know, that's a state of emergency. Yeah. Well, they've got to keep the people in perpetual fear, don't yeah. you understand? So, like, it's snowing. State of emergency. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> calm down. Yeah. Settle, settle down, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so he's issued an emergency collection of data requests to those that secure the Bitcoin network, meaning miners, mm-hmm. M-I-N-E-R-S. I've, I've learned. Oh my, to, yeah, I, okay. Yes, okay. From last night's program yeah, that we yeah, need okay. to specify when we use that word, apparently. <laughs> Not our <laughs> slave children. Fanning the flames of a battle some see as Bitcoin versus the U.S. dollar. Ding, 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 ding. Which, I mean, if you listen to this show for any period of time, you'd know that that's, that's kind of the deal. 
Yeah, and you can uh, see who is who is failing. Bitcoin's historical halving or having that's expected to cause crypto price chaos is just around the corner. Oh, that's an ad. Never mind. I won't read that. Uh, the Biden government this week signed off an emergency probe. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like Biden anymore. Not that I liked him at all, ever. All right. Now you've officially crossed a line. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) anyway, uh, they signed off on an emergency probe into how much power Bitcoin and crypto miners are using with the Emergency Information Administration set to begin the urgent collection of data this coming week. Oh, man. So is this just on people that use Coinbase or who are they collecting data on? Well, let's find out. Bitcoin miners, am I an ERS? The children. (laughs) Bitcoin miners who use high-powered computers to verify transactions and maintain Bitcoin's blockchain in return for newly minted coins will be required to respond with their energy use details as part of an emergency data collection request authorized by the Office of Management and Budget or the OMAB, I guess, on January 26th. How are they going to find all these people? Well, and so make them do things. So there are a number of mining entities who, uh, you know, have registered with like FinCEN or, yeah. you know, as, a, as an actual business because they want to go uh, public or whatever at some point. You know, they want to attract investors and that kind of well, thing. Well, this is what people do because they think it's safer. They're like, oh, okay, well, if I just jump through some hoops, then they can't come after me. Yeah. No, they can always come after you. All of these uh, mining pools, so to speak, these large, uh, you know, like warehouse type places that have hundreds or even thousands of Bitcoin mining machines in them. Uh, they are all, uh, you know, sort of official businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I lived in Washington State, there was... Uh, one of them that I actually almost went to work for, uh, they were just over the mountains on the other side of the Seattle area, um, but I ended up uh, not doing that because I got a, a more lucrative offer from another employer, but um, big, big facility. The reason why they were there is because uh, in that portion of Washington State, electricity is cheap, oh, Okay, and so that's why they, they chose that as their spot. Uh, but they are an above board, you know, if you go to work for them, it's like a W-2 job. You're paid yeah. hourly or salary or whatever that is and that kind of thing. So um, we intend to continue to analyze and write about the energy implications of cryptocurrency mining activities in the United States. The EIA administrator Joe DeCarolis said in a statement, we will specify focus or I'm sorry, we will specifically focus on how the energy demand for cryptocurrency mining is evolving, identify geographic areas of high growth, and quantify the sources of electricity used to meet cryptocurrency mining demand. Okay. Like, I mean, don't they already have this kind of with, like, I know they used to monitor um, uh, people's electric bills to identify. Oh, to see who was, like, growing pot or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So this seems like an old thing that they're trying to now now point at the miners, right? It seems like they're trying to repurpose something. Yeah, recycling. The EIA pointed to the possibility of public harm, quote unquote. Who is the public? Uh, How is it being harmed? Yeah, I don't feel like I'm being harmed. I don't either, actually. The EIA pointed the possibility of public harm from Bitcoin and mining for the need 
to is this collect a good, the data. Is this a good time for us to mention that the U.S. military is the number one polluter in the world? Uh, it is. It's a <laughs> I great mean, time. Think so, how many uh, bombs that are being uh, dropped. The largest <laughs> carbon footprint is the U.S. military. No yeah. one's mentioning that. So uh, look at the pot calling the kettle black. The most yeah. wasted fuel is the, the U.S. military. I mean, Bitcoin miners don't even... Like, they don't even come close to how much pollution the U.S. government themselves yeah, no. are creating. No, no, I mean, no. are you kidding? And who cares how much energy it uses yeah. as long as it's being paid for? Right? Yeah. It's the market. And they're sending us mixed sig- signals, right? Because it's like, everybody needs a Tesla. Everybody needs a hybrid car. Everybody needs an electric car. And they but don't use too much electricity. Yeah, right. and they want to yeah. fund the war effort in Ukraine. So we got to fund that. How, yeah. how big is the Ukraine war effort carbon footprint right now? I don't know, but probably have, huge. Have you guys noticed that uh, mm-hmm. on social media, all the Ukraine flags are gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's nobody cares about that anymore. The new thing is uh, Israel and the are, Gaza Strip. Are, are people putting up Israel flags now on their social media? There well, no, because a lot of the SJWs, like the social justice warrior type, uh-huh. um, they are they like Palestine. So they'll either use a Palestinian flag or a watermelon as a symbol. Of oh, a watermelon! Palestine. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen the watermelon. Why watermelon? Yeah. It's the it's the colors of the watermelon. They correspond to the Palestinian oh. flag. Oh, or something okay. Like that. Right. But I also like to your point. I haven't seen any Palestine flags. Yeah. Okay. All right. But did all the face circles go away too? I haven't seen those in a long time. I see a couple of them every yeah. once in a while. Okay. Anyway, the Bitcoin mining industry has been criticized for its eye-watering energy usage. Really? Whose eyes are wondering? Uh, these people are getting paid. These electric companies are getting paid. So yeah. whose eyes are wondering? Which studies have found could be as much each year as some small countries. You mean like, I mean, you mean like the independent maybe. nation of New Hampshire? Well, <laughs> the future independent nation of yeah, but also yeah. like small countries i mean the u.s is huge right so it's like to even make that comparison is like yeah it, yeah. it actually might be so like what's what's the point there are countries you know that, are, I mean? that are smaller than new hampshire right new hampshire, yeah but, you know, yeah and so how like, can they say this is a horrible thing exactly and also i'm tired of the argument about like bitcoin uses so much electricity now it's it dumb, doesn't you yeah. know who uses more electricity than bitcoin the Ooh. National Football League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like a good point. Like, yeah. orders of magnitude. Oh, you, know, sure. you know who else I'm uses sure. more electricity than Bitcoin? We already said it. The U.S. military. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's right. And probably tons of other organizations. Let's take a look at how much electricity the government uses overall. Not just the military. Yeah. How much, you know, uh, that's like a large country. Yeah, that's a large country. Right? I know. <laughs> Recognizing that this emergency collection is experimental and provisional with the understood intention that EIA wants to build a new standard collection, the OMB wrote in its approval. Uh, of why? Oh, man. This is totally an invasion of privacy, by the way, uh, for any of you who are paying attention, playing the home game of Free Talk Live. Yeah, it's definitely invading privacy. The emergency survey has sparked fears among the Bitcoin and crypto community that long-held fears of a broad government crackdown on the Bitcoin mining industry could be beginning. It definitely could be beginning. Yeah. uh, I mean, anyone can mine Bitcoin. I mean, not like anyone. Like, you need the 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 setup. Like, you need the equipment. But, like, once you have the equipment... If you have enough to invest in that and you have the wherewithal to, to set it up, and if you know what you're doing, anyone can mine Bitcoin. Yeah, also, I, you got, know what I mean, I got news for uh, 
these alphabet agencies of the government. Um, sure, you might need some electricity to power these Bitcoin miners, but electricity can be achieved in many different ways that aren't necessarily via the electric grid. There are yeah. there are generators, there are solar power, there's you know hydropower, yeah, uh, or a combination wind power, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you have the right combination, uh, you can mine where nobody can track it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Last year, Florida governor and former U.S. presidential hopeful Ron DeSantis warned the Biden administration has it out for Bitcoin and could end up killing it completely. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Not really. I mean, no. there, there are ways to get around. First of all, Bitcoin, people. cryptocurrency in general, is global. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, they, might, they might succeed in driving a bunch of miners underground, for example, here in the U.S., uh, but they're not going to kill it completely. Yeah, I mean, if anything, this might scare some like normies out of participating in cryptocurrency, which is like okay, well, it, whatever. It is. It is interesting because uh, recently the the ETFs have been approved, which allow for some of these uh, banking consortiums uh, to allow uh, investment into these ETFs, uh, which is basically gambling against will bitcoin yeah. go up or down yeah and i'm wondering if this is fear-mongering to get uh, people who are holding oh. holding their bitcoins to sell yeah so maybe. that their buddies who in the banking system in these consortiums uh in these etfs can uh, abscond with more bitcoin yeah because i was entirely possible yeah that's actually yeah would have a way bigger effect because i'm thinking that they're just kind of targeting to like the woke left that's like really into um like global warming and stuff like that yeah. Or and obviously like we've seen some policy like policy be made around the fear of global warming and just eco friendliness, whether whether it's legit or not, and yeah. whether those that policy actually affects in a positive way or not right. is massively up for debate. But that's kind of where I thought they were going with this. But that actually like if they're if they're talking about like the market and you yep. know banks and stuff they want to favor their friends yeah right? so that actually would have wa- like cause way more waves right we know that uh, the united states is fascist and that is to say yeah. that uh, the government and uh, banks uh, are in cahoots with each other yeah and so of course this is how politicians who only make you know a couple hundred thousand dollars a year after you know four or five years all of a sudden they're multimillionaires right it's because you know they're all friends it's a bro network and you're not in it Uh, The EIA's latest move to mandate Bitcoin mining firms to disclose their energy usage is a direct targeting of the digital asset sector, the Texas Blockchain Council had posted. So uh, Biden had declared a federal emergency because Bitcoin is winning. Pierre Richard, head of the research at Colorado-based Bitcoin miner Riot Platforms, posted to Twitter, adding the $3 trillion deficit $34 trillion in debt and the insolvent fiat banking system could be considered an emergency. Yes, that's true. Bitcoin is not an emergency. $3 trillion in in deficit, $34 trillion in national debt, and the insolvent fiat banking system of the USD certainly should be considered an emergency. But it hasn't been. They've done nothing except well, print more money. They just want to try and inflate the debt way, but it's not going to work. It's going to make the money even more worthless. They've tried this all the time around the world, 
in order to pretend that, oh, it's going to make money better, it's going to make everything better, but it never does, and eventually your currency will become worthless. Well, they have to know that, yeah. right? At, at 51 years of age, which is what I am, I remember uh, when you could get uh, in the uh, in the soda machine, the pop machine, whatever, whatever your regional dialect may be, mm-hmm. uh, 25 cents for a can. Now it's like what two bucks, buck fifty, you know, if you if you're lucky. I remember uh, one dollar packs of cigarettes for those smokers out there. Mm-hmm. In the universe one dollar uh, when I was like sixteen. What not fifteen? Uh, no, I started smoking at sixteen. No, I mean they're fifteen dollars a pack now, roughly. Uh, yeah, in some they're about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're going to smoke something like of quality. Yeah. That's you know that's a huge amount of jump in price. In that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's not even though. fifty years because, like, yeah. I had to be sixteen. Yeah, to, so yeah. you do the math, right? You know, so thirty-five years—that's how much the inflation, the real inflation, the tangible inflation, yeah. uh, has skyrocketed. Uh, Eighty-nine cent gas. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I remember? Oh, I remember uh, uh, television commercials for uh, like M- Mazda. You know, Toyota stuff. The smaller pickups. Yeah. Right. Uh, Fifty-seven ninety-five. Five thousand seven hundred ninety-five dollars. That's not a lot of money, right? Which is about what you're going to pay for a used car today. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. But you if you're to, lucky, oh my gosh, you should be able to get a brand new small pickup truck, zero miles, yeah, for less than six grand. Now you can add a couple of zeros to the end of that. Yeah, now you're looking at twenty-five in that ballpark for like a base truck with like no automatic windows, like the manual roll downs yeah. and that kind of a thing. Wow, that's expensive. It is now, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys have looked. I, I constantly look at things like Craigslist and oh, yeah. you know, uh, the, the Facebook car, Marketplace, car and truck trader, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, like, it's ridiculous now. If I were a young person right now, just trying to come up and like, I didn't have a car, yeah, and I didn't have like parents to like help me out with like buying something or whatever. Oh my gosh, like. I, I couldn't afford one. No, yeah, I remember. That's, that's the gripe that a lot of young people have today is they I, can't afford yeah. this world anymore. Well, right. and that's the thing, like, and, and just starting off, too. I mean, most kids are working minimum wage, right? I remember even just a few years ago, you used to be able to get some junker car for, like, 500 bucks. That'd be pretty standard. You could even, like, literally go to the junkyard, pick out a car, 500 bucks, whatever. The old $500 now, beater. Yeah. You can't even get a car under, like, two grand or three grand. Like, any car at all. The used car market has skyrocketed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it runs, if you, if you can turn turn it on it's going to be at least three thousand dollars it's insane yeah there's just a little bit more on this story and we've got more in store for you including something about owning a nuclear arm in your own garage or basement or something uh, we'll we'll find that out oh, yeah we'll find out we'll find that out coming up here on free talk live 603-283-6160 No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com. update. New this Sunday, we learn U.S. forces hitting more than 30 Houthi targets in Yemen. This comes a day after striking at least 85 locations in Syria and Iraq where Iran-backed proxy groups are operating. These terrorists have hit more than 160 U.S. military targets in the region in the aftermath of the October 7th Hamas terrorist attack in Israel. They also killed three U.S. soldiers last week in a drone strike. Now, the Pentagon says the U.S. strikes against the Houthis targeted missile systems and launch sites in Yemen, along with air defense systems, radar, and helicopters. President Biden at a campaign stop in Las Vegas, he wins the Democratic primary in South Carolina. We also learn the president, for a second year in a row, will not be sitting down for an interview prior to the Super Bowl, which had become sort of a tradition in the country. No reason has been given. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. February is Heart Month. And every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live.
got a solo in there. Nice, man. Well done. <laughs> yeah, of course. We are back. It is Free Talk Live. Uh, sorry, I was just looking at my notes and realizing I misspelled something. Anyway, I'll take care of that later. <laughs> <laughs> are you having ADD, Captain? Uh, um, a attention deficit hyperactive disorder? Something like that, yeah. 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 Um, uh, <laughs> there's a there's a heavy metal band uh, that uh, uh, you're familiar with the term passive aggressive. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, they put out an album called Massive Aggressive. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. It's hard to tell. I mean, I might just be old. <laughs> These things happen. Yeah. The telephone number six zero three two eight three six one six zero. It is Free Talk Live in the studio. It's myself, the captain, Riley, and Nikki. We've been talking about this emergency declaration from uh, the senile one, yeah, also known as President Biden, the so-called President Biden, the sniffer, the kid sniffer, <laughs> uh, where uh, for some reason uh, they have decided that. They want, they're demanding, actually, uh, because it's an emergency, uh, any uh, above-board crypto mining businesses uh, begin to report their energy consumption usage. No way! Uh, because they're you know afraid of Bitcoin, is really the, the gist of it. Um, and so, you know, it's pointed out by the author that... Uh, you know, if you really want to look at somebody being wasteful, let's look at uh, the $3 trillion in deficit, the $34 trillion debt, and, of course, the insolvent uh, USD fiat banking system, uh, which could be considered emergencies uh, of far greater magnitude than the energy consumption of cryptocurrency. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely more of a less of a crisis, I would say, but the government deficits are are, are definitely more crises. So the article continues, uh, the huge increase in the supply of U.S. dollars and U.S. debt through the COVID pandemic and lockdowns has galvanized Bitcoin supporters who fear the collapse of the U.S. dollar is imminent. Well, I don't know. I've been hearing that for a long time. And like, it seems to me like all I do is just kick the can down the road, inflate the economy more, everything yeah. gets yeah. more expensive, et cetera, and so on. Um, I remember uh, that's what we were doing before we went to break. We were sort of, I was reminiscing about like what stuff used to cost. Yeah. I remember uh, uh, a couple of people who were three, four years older than me uh, before I got out of uh, uh, high school. Uh, and mind you, I, I dropped out in my freshman year. So if I was 16, they were maybe 18 to 20 in that range. Uh, and we were just sort of outside hanging out, you know, and they were talking because they had uh, gotten jobs. And they were bragging to each other about how much they made. Yeah. And the one guy was like, dude, I make $23,000 a year. And the other guy was like, that's pretty good, but I just got a job making $27,000 a year. Wow. I make more than my dad now, he said. Right? So, like, and this is probably, I don't know, you know 82 or something, yeah. 83 in Back that pocket. Back then, money went yeah. further, that's for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh but, like, that's how much inflation has occurred just in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, 
apartments are going for like upwards of $2,000 for like yeah. a single bedroom in some areas. Yeah, especially urban areas. Yeah. Right. It's super expensive in the city. I mean, I don't know how. And I actually just saw some gentleman posted this on Facebook the other day. um, And he was like, honestly, like, you know, I'm a 50 something year old man. And I can't fathom how young people nowadays without roommates are affording rent. Like, seriously. Yeah. It is crazy. I mean, if you work a minimum wage job, whatever that might be in your area, it's impossible. Uh, before we go on, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project with a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Learn more at dash.org. Again, dash.org. All right, so uh, the huge increase in the supply of U.S. dollars in debt, uh, you know, has uh, got people fearing the collapse of the U.S. dollar. Over the last 10 years, all fiat, this is other government currencies now, in the past 10 years, all fiat has declined against the dollar, even as the dollar has collapsed against Bitcoin. Tech investor and former Coinbase chief technology officer, uh, investor Balaji Srinivasan, posted to Twitter. Biden versus Trump is the American election, but Bitcoin versus the dollar is the Internet election, which is truly more important. The election doesn't matter as much if they lose the money printer. Just one or two more orders of magnitude, and that will be clear. So I'm betting if I'm a betting man, I would think that Bitcoin's going to win the Internet election. Well, it. How, how can it not, right? Like, let's look at it from that perspective. Like, there's plenty of ways that it could sort of win that election, right? But how could it not? First of all, it's decentralized, which means uh, there's no, you can't go after a person or a building. Uh, you know, it's code that just exists on the Internet, right? So uh, that's, you know, the number one. It's global, right? The USD is not global. It's used globally, but it's not global. Other countries have their own currencies and that kind of a thing. So, like, a lot of stuff is measured against the dollar, sure. But if the USD goes down, all these other countries' fiats are going down, too. So there's the danger of that. Uh, Because cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, is software, right, it can be adopted rather quickly. Right. Already, we're still early on, but already there's multiple wallet providers. Oh, yeah. There's uh, cold storage. There's warm storage. There's all sorts of different ways. You can, you can keep a paper wallet with some Bitcoin on it. You can transmit Bitcoin through a variety of ways. Uh, there, we've done, we did an article not too long ago of people transmitting, uh, using zeros and ones data, right? Uh, binary, uh, transmitting binary over radio frequencies to transact in Bitcoin. Wow. So just because the internet goes down doesn't necessarily mean you can't transact in Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, Zephin, when he was on the show a few weeks ago on the Saturday show, was talking about how it could possibly be like intergalactic, you know, like maybe not intergalactic, but like into space. Like if, you know, I mean, people are seriously talking about, I mean, Elon Musk is talking about inhabiting Mars and whatever. So like, this is kind of the direction that we're going. You're not transacting in cash. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You're transferring value in zeros and ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, And like, I keep using this analogy in hopes that it 
opens some people's minds. Most people understand that music is the language of emotion. Right? And most people most people don't understand what music actually is. They can't read music, they can't write music, yeah. you know, that kind of a thing. And and that's fine. Um you don't have to in order to enjoy music and use music exactly, and you know yeah. that kind of thing. The same thing is true for Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just the language of value. That's all that it is. And it's done with mathematics. Right? So no longer do you need a centralized entity to issue official currency. Right? Bitcoin is money of the people. Fiat currency is money of empire. So which one's better? You be the judge. That's a great analogy, too, between music. Because you don't have to be able to read sheet music to be able to listen to it and enjoy it. Yep. I don't read sheet music uh, when I play guitar. Yeah. Right. Uh, You know, I picked up tablature, which is a a different way of expressing the music on the guitar fretboard. Um, But that's just for ease of, you know, learning new songs and that kind of a thing. I did learn how to read sheet music, but I can't sit there and look at sheet music and play the guitar simultaneously. My brain doesn't quite translate that. uh, But and to some extent, I can't do that with tablature either. But that doesn't diminish my enjoyment of music. Yeah, of course not. I've learned I've learned music by ear, so I, I I don't I've never had to learn to read music, yeah. but I've learned music by ear. Right, and uh, human beings as a species, all near as I can tell, uh, understand music. Uh, heck, even primates understand music. Right? Oh yeah, you know they'll they'll crank up some jams in the in the zoos or whatever, and you can see the baboons dancing. You know, it's just it's just how it is. Uh, music, you know, has this effect the the transmission of value. Right, so barter, trade, that kind of a thing. It's just a, an expression of value. That's all that it is. So for the first time, we have independent money, independent of any empire, of any president, of any country. And that, to me, is a lovely thing, because when you have money that's independent of empires, presidents, rulers, or anything, you have money that's absolutely useful for the common people. So, uh, you know, do your own research. Uh, I want to move on to uh, this story. Uh, Richie Rich, uh, who is a, a Sunday host as well. He's been on some Saturdays recently. We've been shuffling hosts around a little bit on the weekends. Uh, but he has talked about on numerous occasions uh, that in a, in a real, you know, sort of libertarian anarchist world that you could own whatever weapons you would like to. You want to you want a tank? Go buy a tank. Go down to the tank store. See what kind of tanks they got in stock today. What's on <laughs> yeah, sale? Why not? Speak to the used tank salesman. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. That would be a large, dangerous vehicle to be having on the streets, though. Okay. But, like, you could still own one. It's just sure. property, right? Yes. Yeah. Just property. So he has also posited the potential ownership of nuclear weapons, which has sparked. Some debates and uh, <laughs> yeah. some callers are like, wah, 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 and other callers are like, eh, sure, whatever, right? You know, depends on the <laughs> on your on your stance on the whole thing. But this from uh, the Telegraph, apparently, via Yahoo: nuclear missile found in U.S. man's garage. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so apparently somebody already owns one. Yeah, so yeah. somehow right. he like, got access to like, a missile. Uh, and, and this was posted uh, yesterday, the 3rd of February. Uh, a rusting rocket discovered in a man's garage in Washington State 
is in fact an inert nuclear missile, police have said. Mm. Uh, they have a picture of uh, what looks like a police officer uh, standing behind this thing. Uh, it looks like they've strapped the missile to some sort of metal cart uh, with some industrial uh, strength uh, you know, webbing straps, that kind of a thing. So, since I'm blind, how would you describe the shape of this missile? Well, they don't actually show the whole thing, okay. but it's it's a tube. Right. A large tube. Uh, like, so this guy standing behind it, this police officer, if he's, you know, six foot tall, uh, the tube that they show could, if you pack him in tightly, could probably fit four or five of these guys okay. inside so the tube. Thing. Yeah, it, this is a pretty big piece of gear. Okay. Uh Actually, the caption says, we might be spoiling the story, so I'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, A rusting rocket discovered in man's garage uh, proves to be an inert nuclear missile. Authorities contacted a man in Bellevue. Oh, wow, that's a populated area, too. That's the east side of Seattle. Like, if you're... uh if you're from Seattle, yeah. every, everybody's sort of near Seattle. They're like, where are you from? Like, Everett. Oh, Seattle? And like you're like, yeah, okay, fine, I'm from yeah. Seattle. But like, that's a more popular uh, area. It's the uh, it's the more ritzy side. Yeah. There's more money in Bellevue than there is in Seattle, across the water. But at any rate, I'm surprised that that's where it was found. Uh, after he called the Air Force Museum, offering to donate a military-grade rocket that belonged to his late neighbor... He said that his neighbor had bought the item from an estate sale. Bellevue Police Bomb Squad technicians said it was a Douglas AIR-2 Genie, an unguided air-to-air rocket that was designed to carry a 1.5 kilowatt W2 nuclear warhead. I don't... KT is the expression they use. First of all... I mean, what a thing to inherit. I know. That's a pretty big item to inherit, <laughs> well, he, for sure. He bought it from an estate sale. Oh. But, but no, it's from a neighbor. From his late neighbor. Oh, he got it. I was assuming neighbor got it from an estate sale and then, like, passed it on after this gentleman had Offering died. to okay. donate a military-grade rocket that belonged to his late neighbor. So the neighbor died. Yeah. He was, he was you know, it's not like he had a punctuality, or punctuality problem. Uh, his late neighbor, he said his neighbor had bought the item from an estate sale. So the neighbor bought it from an estate sale. Neighbor dies. And then passed it on to passed his. Passed it on to your okay, right. So yeah. it was an inheritance. And who ratted on this guy? Because well, how would they know? He called. Oh, apparently. so he's the one who oh. ratted on himself and said, I want to donate this thing. Yeah. What? That's kind of dumb. I mean, I could see, like, well, he donating called- it to a museum if you want, like, if you thought that was cool, but now the bomb squad's at your house. Like, right. that kind of backfired. Right. That's what he did. He called the Air Force Museum offering to donate it. Like, hey, you guys yeah. want this old ass rocket? Like, I got nowhere to put like, it. And they're like, uh, you're going to jail. <laughs> they're like, we better get somebody out there stat after describing it to them, apparently. Because that probably is, uh, will catch him quite a few felonies in the, you know what I mean? They did say there was no warhead attached and there was no danger of an explosion. That's what they say. That's what they say, but you never know. Seth Tyler, never trust a man with two first names, (laughs) a spokesman for a Bellevue Police Department said the device was just basically a gas tank for rocket fuel. He told the BBC the event was not serious at all, adding that our bomb squad member asked me why we were releasing a news release on a rusted piece of metal. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Tyler said the museum... Well, so uh, here's why. Bureaucrats always need to justify their paycheck. Yeah. Right? So like, well, we found a thing, and even though it's really not a problem, we better tell people about it, because 
Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, they, they'll think we don't have enough to do and we'll lose our jobs. Yeah, right? exactly. It's, it's just a way for them to pad their pocketbooks. Mr. Tyler said the museum did not appear to have warned the man that they had reported his offer. Oh, no. So he calls the museum. They're like, yeah, well, think about it. And then they call the museum called the bomb squad, apparently. They're called the police. He said the individual in question was not expecting a call from us and was extremely irritated by the media coverage. I uh, would be too. Yeah. Mr. Tyler added that he was gracious enough to let us have a look at it. Uh, they have another picture here, uh, Riley, where they kind of show uh, one end of the tube, and it looks okay. like a looks like a traditional end of a rocket. Where at the end of the tube, they have like a almost like a cylinder looking thing where all the uh, the ignition and vapor and fire yeah. comes out of the bottom of the uh, the rocket itself. Okay. Uh, police determined that the item was safe and left it with the man to be restored for display in a museum. Not mm. necessarily the museum that he called. Apparently. <laughs> That's worded oddly for that. Uh, we think it's going to be a long, long time before we get another call like this again, Bellevue Police Department said on Twitter. The genie was the first nuclear-armed air-to-air weapon. Interesting. Mm. It said it was the most powerful interceptor missile ever deployed by the U.S. Air Force. Production of the Genie missile ended in 1962. So that's an old missile. Yeah, it's older than me. <laughs> wow. By like, you know, a good decade or so. Yeah. Um, Man, like, can you imagine, uh, you always hear of these people, like, when they buy, like, an old home, you know, they get, like, a barn find. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, like, uncover like some old, yeah. you know, 57 Chevy. It's in mint condition or whatever under a tarp and that kind of thing. Can you imagine like if this is what you found? <laughs> yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty, pretty rad. Yeah. Like, uh, I would what? not be calling the a museum or a bomb squad if I <laughs> would not be notifying the police. Are you going to put it on display, Nikki? This yeah. is my right, right in my front yard next to my tank, actually. Yeah. It, right next to the tank and the bulldozer. Ah, there you go. <laughs> like here, this is the 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 Fafo. If, but if you have a tank, you probably don't need the bulldozer. Yeah. Unless you're just looking for backup, you know. Just in you case. Know. Yeah. You got one for me, one for Matt. Backups. Oh, yeah. Okay, Matt probably go. with the dozer, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Husband and wife team driving around with a do- bulldozer <laughs> in a tank. <laughs> Watch out! Wait, oh. wasn't that the name of two of the characters on the Matrix? Tank and dozer. Oh my gosh, I don't even I'm, remember. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure when like Neo wakes up and he gets yeah. introduced to like the crew that's awake. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the, the two two dudes are tank and dozer. That's us, man. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, this is Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going tonight? Good, man. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, this is not an Israel call, I promise, but it will involve Israel, but it's not, not the theme. <laughs> Um, All right. This is actually about the song by David Bowie, Save Your Machine, which I brought up once before. Okay. And uh, the funny thing is the mass assassination factory uh, was a term related to the artificial intelligence system that the Israeli Defense Force is using uh, to select their targets in advance. Uh, Not to get into that. Uh, but the name of the program is called has has Bora, and it, I believe that's how it's pronounced. 
Um, and it means the gospel, but then I found an alternate translation is the Savior. Oh. Yeah, and you got to check out that song. It's so crazy. It says, President Joe once had a dream. The world held his hand, gave their pledge, so he told them his scheme for a Savior machine. Hmm. They called it the prayer. Its answer was law. Its logic stopped war, gave them food, how they adored it till it cried in its boredom. Please don't believe in me. Please disagree with me. Life is too easy. A plague seems quite feasible now, or maybe a war, or I may kill you all. And that uh, was uh, that album, uh, David Bowie, The Man Who Sold the World, is the album that's on, released in 1970, where wow. he's calling out President Joe once had a dream as the opening lyric of that, which is, uh, I find a little creepy. I find yeah. it a little creepy, too, because it makes you think about Joe Biden. It's like, oh, man. We're well, also, if you remember, uh, David Bowie, uh, before he was David Bowie, had an alter ego. His stage name was Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. And Ziggy, Ziggy Stardust, right? Was a you know sort of a I don't know an intergalactic you yeah. know weirdo kind of kind of thing. So like uh, With the spiders, perhaps perhaps David Bowie was a time traveler. Yeah, I, that's you, entirely possible. You I mean, could theorize the future. That. I'm just saying, if he's calling out President Joe in a song yeah. from 1970, which had to be written before that, yeah. uh, is is Joe Biden the only President Joe? I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Could be some like other president in the world. I think up until now we haven't had one, but uh, maybe in the first of so-called AI. And then one one more verse. It don't let me stay. My logic says burn. So send me away. Your minds are too green. I despise all I've seen. You can't stake your lives on a savior machine. Tim flying. And I'll show that dying is living beyond reason, sacred dimension of time. I perceive every sign. I can steal every mind. That is... And uh, uh, the thing that that makes me think of is you can actually store information on DNA now. Right, yeah. We did a couple of stories on that when when that first broke as the news where... um, And like a lot of data, too. Not just a little. Like you can store, you know... uh, more than terabytes of data oh, wow. uh, in your DNA. And so That's like incredible. like you literally in the future, not this moment, but very near future, you'll be able to do like cold storage of cryptocurrency in your DNA. So you can just carry around your value with you wherever you go, uh cold storage style, which means offline. So that's pretty neat. Right. And there's something called the internet of I think Internet of Bodies or Internet of, uh, basically it goes down to the cellular level because there's nanotechnology that exists and uh, also something called smart dust and there's a bit of overlap and they can actually be used together. Uh, But a mesh network can be created and data can be monitored uh, ostensibly for medical means, you know, or, or you know, there's all of these. It's called a dual-use technology. Mm-hmm. So it can be used in the medical field, and you know, uh, but also as a weapon. So just some food for thought. Tim, thank you so much for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Interestingly enough, it looks like, uh, I didn't know this, but Kurt Cobain did a cover of this song. Uh, 
as well as a cover of mm, The Man Who Sold the World. Yeah. Uh, so, And I don't think that the uh, cover of this was ever released. But I'll look into that more. Free Talk Live. Hour number three is coming up. Stay tuned. We've got more in store for you. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. 